0: Wow, another weekend, another uh fight card from fight card from the UFC, UFC Vegas thirty. And uh well I'll just get straight into it. I should have made this podcast uh, a few days ago, but uh for some reason my laptop sort of crashed and uh just a little BS that happened. But uh yeah, the two fights that got my interest, uh Garn versus Alexander Volkov, the main event for the heavyweight division. Um You know, the fight, yeah, the fight more or less went the way that I thought it would um, because I compared it in reference to uh, the, um, not to reference, but I made a comparison there to the Volkov versus Overeem fights that recently happened just earlier this year. And um, the reason why I say that is because, in my own personal opinion, Garn has a very similar overall stature and physique to that of Overeem. Um, you know he's of a similar height and a similar build, and uh, you know when I saw when I was making my fight predictions for Overin versus Volkov, I thought that Overin would have won because he because of his physique. You know he he, he looks like he has that much muscle, that much more slightly bulkier size that he would actually be delivering uh, much more powerful strikes and punches, uppercuts. and Just be when he's delivering on the offensive, he'll be actually be sent you know delivering heavier heavy shots, uh, but that wasn't the case, um, the significant difference between the two guys is, apart from you know, their physique, is the age, over him is 40 years old Volkov is just still in his early 30s, 32, uh, 31 years old and in this case since for the Cyril Gunn versus Alexander Volkov fight, you know uh, I would have said that this fight would have been very similar, but the fight probably would have been a lot tougher for Volkov because Garmin is Is around the same age as him. He's still young, what thirty one years old. He can still recover quite uh, relatively quickly. He also be fast on his feet. Stand up will be good. We saw that in the fight. You know, he was really on the strong, aggressive, offensive in the cage. There, he's really delivering heavy shots. The leg kicks with that. You know, he was being he was putting a lot of pressure on Volkov. He could recover really quickly. Was really you know again he was really fast on his feet. His stand up was good. Uh, So. For me, um, you know, there's not much else to say here, you know. It was a good fight, tailing fight, um uh, you know, and um yeah, um <laughs> I don't know what else I can say. It's uh, I-, I thought, you know, again, um if the fight wouldn't go in Gun's way then I thought, you know, it would have been very, very, very close. Um there would have been a draw. But, you know, Gun proved to be the proved an, proved to be and was deemed to be by the judges to be the better fighter the the superior fighter and that you know was the case he won by you know for unanimous unanimous decision um but you know it would have been interesting to see how the fight would have panned out if the fight if either one of these guys took the fight to the ground um i didn't watch before you know watching this fight i didn't watch him before making this podcast i didn't really and i should have done this i didn't really go back and actually watch any of these guys past fights to see how good their grind game is because of course this um, fight is testament and of course the past fight with Volkov and Ovum is, te- is testament to how good the stand-up is between these two guys they do have a good stand-up but you know of course in this case I will I will re, re-, I will re- again that um, Garden had a stand-up and so you know therefore he he won the fight but you know, I've never seen these two guys actually wrestle or grapple or uh, you know, clinch. And, and actually, you know, just, to, just anything to see and just to confirm and give me just a sense of how good either one of these guys, how good their ground game actually is. So, um, yeah, I mean, there's not much else I can say about this. Um, it was great. It was a good fight. It was really entertaining. And now Cyril again is, after the fight in the post-press conference, he did mention he did hint that now um he uh doesn't see any reason. he would like a title shot and yes, I agree he should have a title shot uh, just checking the rankings here I think checking on wikipedia was um will say that he's what the he's what ranks as number three in the heavyweight division the brightness a bit I should refresh the page actually. Yeah, he's ranked as number three. So, um, a title fight between him and Francis Ngannou, um has... uh up. up actually um, watching the latest uh, mixed martial arts news coming from one of the mixed martial arts news YouTube channels and podcasts. Um, the fight between Derek Lewis and um, Cyril Gane has been booked. So, uh, Cyril, not Cyril Gane, Cyril Gane has been booked. So... I thought, based on what he said, I thought they would have just be straight, <laughs> would be straight up, just had a a tussle fight with Francis Ngannou and uh, Gunn, but that's not been the case. So, um, and that's been booked for some time in August. So, be f- uh, I look forward to seeing that um, fight definitely happen. So, moving on, uh, the next fight that got my attention was the Tim Means versus Nicholas Dolby fight. Um, Tim Means, the Dirty Birds. T- Tim the dirty bird means. I don't know why, I don't know what sort of nickname that is. I was talking about talking with talking about though someone at work today and uh, you know when they say dirty bird, it's to do with something like maybe the guy is a bit of a womanizer, something like that. I have no idea why he was given that nickname. Um but it just it is what it is. Uh so yeah, this was a fight that I thought would have been close between the two guys. Uh Tim Means has a very good ground game. Nicholas Dolby has really good stand-up. To me, his ground game looks really good when he last fought, which was against Mike Perry. And Nicholas Dolby should check that actually. Nicholas Dolby's um, last fight against. Daniel, daniel rodriguez at ufc 255 uh his stand up was really really good you know he moves really well on his feet and uh he's a really fast aggressive fiery fighter so um for me what was i going to say um yeah for, you know it would have been a close fight i mean it would would have been hard for me to uh, make a protection on this fight and i say that because well one of them has a really good stand up the other one has a really good ground game in my personal uh, own opinion um so, if 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 one of them manages manage to take the fight to the ground, which, um, would you know, I'm, in this case, I'm referring to a leaning on the side of Tim Means, then they'd have the advantage because they have a really good ground game, really good wrestling. Uh, but, of course, if the fight, before the fight actually gets to the, it's taken to the ground. If the stand-up for Nicholas Dobby is that good, he could potentially win with a knockout or a TKO. Um, but, again, um, before you get the fight to the ground, um I was saying earlier, just to someone I was speaking to about this, before we can take the fight to the ground, if the other person has a really good stand up, then you got to get, you got to get past that stand up because even rushing in for a good takedown, if their stand up is that good, they can defend themselves well in that takedown. Um, but overall, the fight was um, was really really entertaining, uh, despite what I said about Tim Means and his stand up. Both of their sta- both of the guys' stand up was really really good. Um... So, what else would I say about this? Tim Means did win by unanimous decision. Um right here. Yeah, and uh, not much else I'll say. I mean, just the way he handled himself with that and defended himself from the clinches and the uh, the takedowns. Uh, it was just one takedown there that I think he managed to get and he defended himself and really performed and controlled his opponent really, really well. Um... So I'm not much, not really sure what else I can say about this. If I, if I was discussing discussing this with someone else, probably they'll bring up something else I can talk about, and just something which I at the moment, as I am now, speaking about it on my own, I uh, just haven't, haven't thought about. But um, yeah, overall, it's an entertaining fight, and uh, I liked it. And uh, yeah, Grant, uh, yes, uh, not much else to say now the other fight I want to talk about was a fight which in, by now is not really it's old news the Anderson Silva versus Julio M. Cesar Chavez Jr. fight that happened um, last weekend um, now I know that um, uh, Anderson Silva, Silva since being cut from the UFC um, did um, did want to stay fighting, want to reign fighting did I think go to one championship to try and uh, fight there lo and behold, they said no uh, to a big name such as Alison Silver who's been uh, competing in mixed martial arts since 2006, a really long time. He's a pure um, a pure veteran of the sports of mixed martial arts. They said no. Uh, so um, he ventured into boxing. And uh, so, you know, I did hear about, the, about him going into boxing and this fight that was, that was going to be coming up um, that was in the works. But uh, it just... I didn't know it happening this, year I just wasn't following the story that closely, probably, probably as I should have been. But in any case, when someone told me about it, the fight had happened. I um, I went and I had a look and I watched, and I've got to be honest, um, I lost interest even before halfway through the event. Um, it just wasn't entertaining. me i Anderson Silva can box, but he's not a boxer. Um, Julius Caesar can can box; he's a boxer. Um, and the reason why I say that's because um he's good at boxing, Anderson Silva's good at boxing, um, obviously it's one of the fundamental um, attributes you have to have to perform well in mixed martial arts, at least if you want to be a well-rounded mixed martial arts athlete. But it just didn't really have the overall event, and um, I think probably come from Anderson Silva more than Julius Caesar, um, it just didn't have the competitive edge. And had the overall event, the fights, had more of an exhibition-like edge an exhibition like feel to the fight and from my personal opinion i'm not sure if people who are watching this podcast or listening to this podcast will agree with me but how i felt about it, i mean it just didn't have the exciting the exciting appeal i mean the logan paul versus Floyd mayweather fight even though that was an exhibition fight that was fun that was a, <laughs> that was a lot more entertaining to watch than this i mean despite the name power of the two guys uh, especially Floyd mayweather that was a far more entertaining fight to watch, but this just didn't really have that um entertaining element to it to it at all, in my opinion. Um, you know, I think probably the only funny or humorous um thing that I took away from the boxing fight was the brief period in which um Anderson Silva in backed into backed up into a corner of the ring, and he is um he's just gesturing and motioning to his opponent. <laughs> Um, just jabbing his um, his hand his his gloved hand towards the ground. Show me what you've got. You know, show, just do your worst. You know, kill me now if you have to. I'm saying it to Julio season. Um, I find that was funny, but um, it just didn't um, really. Um, I just didn't find it entertaining. It was more of a boring uh, boxing match. I mean, the guy did win the fight in the end, but um, it just didn't really have the entertaining aspects um for me just didn't do it for me at all i mean i don't know how how else i can put that point across to the audience whether you're watching or listening i don't know how much i can emphasize and reemphasize emphasize that you know it just really didn't have that um entertaining aspect um for me at all so you know after watching that fight it did also um, just um, bring up some thoughts in my mind some questions why has this guy gone into boxing so um, he was asked about this I think in an interview some time ago and I remember the re- the reply he gave was that, Well, I like fighting. And I like combat sports, I, I don't wanna stop. Understandables, because most of these guys once they've finished and once you know, once they retired and they've reached the age of their, you know, their late thirties, their early forties, or for some of them they keep on competing um till maybe probably they hit the their mid forties or late forties even. Um you know, at that time when they're forced to retire, they're forced to stop. Uh, they really don't know what to do with themselves because this is something they've been doing for, It's you know, it's a sport that's in their blood. You know, they live for this sport. Um, it's the reason why they get up in the morning. If they weren't doing this, they're probably doing something else. And for a lot of them, they probably would, would be getting into trouble. It's because of this sport that has kept them on. The straight scenario and just kept them out of, you know, bad situations. Um, so I, I can understand that aspect, you know, once you finish once you've kind of like had to stop doing what you love uh because you probably you're getting too old but maybe because the promotion you work for fight for you know your employ- your employer has probably just had enough for you, enough of you and they can see they, they probably just can't see the um they can't just can't see, they can't see you bring in bring in any more they just can't see you bringing in any more profits for them as a bus- for them as a business, then you know uh naturally, yes, and understandably they are going to let you go um so that aspect I can understand you just you know whether you're earning a living for it or just doing it as a hobby, if you love it you you know you're gonna continue doing it somehow um and then there's the money aspects which um he, I haven't heard anything from him being said about this about whether well, there's uh, there's a financial aspect to it but of course, naturally there will be. I mean, um, most people, despite the notoriety around the year, have seen how you know how badly they pay. their most of their athletes, you know, uh, in mixed martial arts and combat sports, m- most of the athletes that are are enjoying a fairly you know, comfortable salary um, annually. So um, I can understand that. Of course, money will be in another aspect as to why he wants to continue doing what he's doing. You know, in the, in boxing, you get paid a lot more than you get paid in mixed martial arts because the pay per the pay per view numbers are far higher. You know, a good example of that is the um, Ben Askin versus Logan Paul, fight, no Ben Askren versus Jake Paul fight, and the uh, Logan Paul versus uh, Floyd Mayweather fight. Even though Ben Askren lost to Jake Paul, Ben Askren still took home five hundred thousand dollars, half a million, which is still, um, even though he lost. That's still a really, you know life changing money for many people. So um, it just goes to show the, the big difference in terms of salary, the, in terms of financial aspects of the sport of the two sports, even though they they are related. But it just shows you the the big difference between what the athletes take home, whether they they win or even lose. So for me, you know, that would be another obvious reason as to why he's going to boxing. You know, for the financial side of things as well. And speaking of the Logan, bro- the Paul Brothers, not Logan, speaking of the Paul Brothers, um, there is a comment that I'd like to just discuss that um, Jake Paul made in an interview uh, recently when he was interviewed by TMG Sports. And I thought it was just the. Although, okay, fine. Um, he was asked a question. Uh, a a, a a a typical a typical question that many young people are asked, uh when they're doing something and the, when they're like in their early twenties or late teens. Um and he was asked by TMZ Sports where do you see yourself in five years and he replied Anything is possible. I think I could be fighting Canelo for the WBC belt. The sky's the limit. It's just about how serious I'm gonna take it and I do take it seriously more seriously than ninety nine percent of these pro boxes. And then when he said more seriously than than most of these um boxers he actually gestured the uh, speech marks um gestured with his hands now i've always thought to myself and uh, a few people who know me th- and those people who also follow the sports of mixed martial arts and boxing and other combat sports i've kind of made it clear that i don't like Drake paul and you know they that's obvious even they don't like Drake paul either but they respect the facts they and they respect the reality that you know what he's done to get people to get to get people's attention while he's in the spawn then in that just by doing that whether he wins or loses a, loses a competition, a boxing match, he still gets lots of money, he still gets lots of attention on him because he has his fans from his uh, YouTuber base fan base and from his Disney fan base I'd be, be tuning in to watch him and to of course watch him win and he'll also have his haters who will tune in to watch him lose and combining all of that because of his the name power, the name power he has on the internet on youtube that does give him an advantage to um, achieve such a high pay-per-view number and you know achieve such a you know a big salary big take on pay and of course on the other side that also benefits his opponent whether his opponent wins or even loses they still take home quite a big purse now um, the point I want to make here is that Jake Paul and Logan Paul, especially Jake Paul, I mean, Logan Paul for me is less annoying, but still these two guys, I mean, Logan Paul made a comment before his uh, fight with Floyd Mayweather when he speaking to uh, MMA um, Fight Academy, I think it's called, or, or MMA uh, Boxing. particular a particular um, uh, Combat Sports um, YouTube channel. He said that, he started this a uh, comment it was he was answering a question and he started his his answer by saying i didn't choose boxing boxing chose me and it just felt so awkward and weird um that it's a, that 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 sort of answer that sort of comment comes from someone who's been in the sport for at least for, for at least 10 years I mean that comes from someone who's a veteran of the sport he's not a veteran neither is his brother they're far from being veterans because i mean for the most part for, for the better part they fought they haven't fought any professional elite level boxers especially jake paul jake paul has um fought basically just i think two or three youtubers or or, or people who really don't come from a, or who don't hail from a boxing back, background who don't really hail from a combat sports background okay fine that was ben askren but the exception with ben askren was that ben askren didn't have very good striking capability his ability with his hands for striking, for punching, for for boxing. No disrespect to ben Askren, ben Askren. I like him, but it was pitiful. It's pitiful, you know. He's better on the ground in wrestling, but unfortunately, rest it Unfortunately, in boxing, wrestling, you can't. You're not allowed to do so. Your wrestling skills, when it comes to boxing, are useless because you know, it, it. can't help. You, it won't help you. So. You know, it, it also goes back to the point that I made in my other podcast, my other videos and also when I was speaking to my friends about this that for me, even though these guys on paper are, you know, even though they've got the license to be, to train and to compete as professional, professional boxers for me, personally, they will never be I will never see them as pro boxers until they have fought someone who is a professional elite level boxer not even someone who maybe has so many wins as in So many wins more than they have losses, but someone who's been in the sport, who's been competing in the sport for a long, long time, who has a lot of experience when it comes to boxing, a lot of experience, way more than these guys. I mean, these guys have only been in the combat sports scene for what, just for the past two or three years, and in that time they've been fighting people who are not really um, proper boxers. They don't hail from a boxing or at least they don't hail from a combat sports background. So. I don't see them in that I don't regard them as professional boxers, they might be on paper, but in the real world, you know, practically, no, they're not proper professional professional boxers, despite all the, the pay-per-views and the money and the attention that they just, that they're bringing to themselves by just how they act, especially Jake Paul how they manage to get people to just start talking about them. I mean, I'm doing it right now. I mean you see people doing on Instagram, on Twitter, so reposting and posting and sharing all the content what when they're in the interview and they just answer what when they're asking questions, they questions and they give certain comments, you know. So I just want to make that point. Um I'm a hating or I'm not hating anything like that, but it's just it rubs me up the wrong way when someone has really earned their stripes the way that other people have have done so i mean and it's like someone said in a particular um particular um podcast yeah it was um michael chandler with um just is it joey bust bustling it with joey or something like joey tv i, I can't remember who it was Let me actually check my history da, 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 da was uh an interview with Michael Chandler and um there was something that was said that that's about how people just because of their name power when they go into something like a sport such as boxing because of their name power and because of who they are and because of the amount of attention they bring to that event they can kind of just skip the <laughs> they don't have to join the queue join the queue. They can just skip everybody else and just more or less just walk stroll to the front of the queue and they'll just enjoy the benefits of just having the name power, bring all the pay-per-views and bring in all the money, you know. Yes, it was yeah, it was Michael Chandler on the Pat McPhee show. Uh, good channel. I, I do like uh, McPhee's uh, content, high he speaks and uh, very articulate. Um So yeah, I mean um, that's just one of the reasons to why these two guys, uh, for me personally, it's a hype train and I think it will eventually come to a stop one day. I, I don't I'm yet to be convinced that they're taking it seriously, especially Jake Paul. Okay, so, so guys, I think I'm gonna wrap this this up here. Um, yeah, uh, da, 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 I think I mentioned everything I need to talk. I want to talk about. Um, da, 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 can't really think of anything else. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I will. And again, I hopefully um, someone has approached me to to be co-hosting this podcast with me. So that is in the works and trying to we're trying to make it happen just trying to find a time that we can both uh, just get together online and just do like a, a just a test one see how things go hopefully it does hopefully if it does go well it can become a long-term thing for the long haul and yeah we'll just see how things go but guys for now uh thank you for watching thank you for listening if you didn't enjoy my content if you didn't enjoy this video please don't forget to leave a like if you're watching on youtube uh also please do subscribe if you enjoy my content um, 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 you can also listen to my podcast on Spotify on Google Podcasts and on Apple iTunes and I also catch me on Instagram my name's is IcoJarco1 and on Twitter and Facebook my name's is IcoJarco thanks come on